Welcome back, Chiefs fans. It's actually a week of football that begins right now, and we're going to have fun today on Locked On Chiefs, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. And make sure you check out the Locked On NFL preview as well. There's only a couple days left. You can check that on its own feed over there. We have the Cleveland Browns to discuss as the Kansas City Chiefs get ready for that first game of the year. We're looking forward to it. Welcome to Locked On Chiefs. It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs Podcast. Is it really football week? It really, really is. Really? (laughs) Really? (laughs) Really? As my kids always say, Dad, stop saying really so many times. I know. It really just doesn't feel like it, but thank you. It really is a football week. So there we go. And I am ready. I am oh, me too. Ready. It's going to be ready. Fun. Ready? Yeah. This is going to be, I think, one of the better matchups on the, the docket here. And the Chiefs are going to get a lot of exposure, as they should. The Cleveland Browns are, I think, a formidable team that has to be taken seriously. And, and, there's always that trepidation, I think, for the first week of the season. Like, what have you done that's dramatically different from what you were last year? And for the Cleveland Browns, it feels like it's a lot of, like, restoration to me that they're getting OBJ back, that they're fixing, like, all their injuries in in the secondary in particular. Like, it feels like it's not so much a, a growth as a, as, as a restoration back to what it should have been. Yeah, and I have to wonder how this game is going to play out for the Browns. Uh, lots of questions about how they handled the preseason. Still questions about how Kansas City handled the preseason. Though with where the Chiefs are really, uh, I think they're in really good shape injury-wise. I know you have an issue with Willie Gay being out, and that's uh, not something you wanted. But it does sound like they are going to be very comfortable with Bolton playing, and it does sound like he will play in this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they still sound like they expect Tyron Matthew back. Uh, to be able to play this week. And honestly, I also want to throw this out. The Chiefs play at 325, and it's a home game. So just set your clocks and remember that because, generally speaking, home games mean noon. Uh, Not for this Chiefs team and not for the Cleveland Browns. I think that that is showing that this is going to be a big game across the NFL. Yeah, and I haven't seen the – the location maps yet about, but that usually means that the yeah. bulk of the Western United States is going to see this game. Yeah. And also want to throw this out because we always forget till the very end. If you haven't already check us out on YouTube, go subscribe, hit the notification bell, uh, give us comments. We appreciate those. Yeah. Those go a long way. They do. And it helps us stay on track for what you guys want to hear as well as what we're doing, because there's just so much to cover and this season in particular. It's going to be a lot more information straightforward as often as we can get it. By the way, I just want to throw this out there, and I'm going to put you on the spot, so my apologies ahead of time. Uh, Tanner Muse. Mm-hmm. Know anything about him? Yeah, Tanner Muse was a guy that played alongside Isaiah Simmons, so he was pretty overshadowed in that defense. But good athletic profile, not the most instinctual guy, and didn't make enough plays on the ball that I think I had him – what did I have him as a high fourth or maybe a low third round pick? Um, he went Raiders higher than third, right? He, he, I remember my reaction was that he went higher than I expected him to. Yeah. So, I mean, you can, you can talk about Gruden or you can talk about Mayock or whatever you want to do, but uh, I think it was a, a high fourth is where I had him. So, um, he's a guy that, that has enough athleticism, I think, to do what Dan Sorensen does. 
Um, I don't know that there's going to be a waiver claim for him. Could he fit in here? Possibly. But I don't know who you're going to let go in the meantime to bring him onto this roster. It sounds like he could be more of a Dorian O'Daniel type. Uh, so if you think he could play defense, maybe that's an option. Although I really don't think they're going to ready to move on from DOD. My whole point and the reason I bring it up is that's the position, in my opinion, that Kansas City still needs to be trying to attack and trying to figure out. If there's any linebackers that hit, they need to be looking. Does this guy fit my system? Can he help us here? And I think that that's a position they need to be looking at. And I also want to point out, because the Raiders are a crap organization, who let the guy go on his birthday after tweeting oh out, God. happy birthday. Oh, are you kidding me? No. I didn't know that part. Their social media says, happy birthday, Tanner Muse. And, yeah, five minutes later, they release him. Folks, if you didn't know already that the PR department, the social media department, <laughs> does not talk to the coaching staff ever, <laughs> welcome right. to the reality of NFL football. Um, the two things are not necessarily hand-in-hand hand on timing. Oh, I feel no. for him, though. That's a that's a tough break. Ouch. Yeah. Uh, absolutely crap thing, but it is what it is. And honestly, you know, it's the way of the NFL. So can't really say much about it otherwise other than that's just the way the NFL works. Uh, don't have to like it, but that's the way it is. So yeah. uh, say I, be. I, I think he'll eventually get another shot to return to the gridiron, and everyone is returning to the gridiron, including our friends over at betonline.ag, where you can get your action into the game for not just pro, but the college game as well. Get all the odds, props, and contests that you're looking for, including the online's biggest, the online, see I did that for you, uh, half million dollar mega contest in the world's largest $200,000 survivor contest. They're both open now over at betonline.ag. And as of right now, you still have a couple of days to get those uh, wagers in there for the Thursday game uh, on the ninth. Cowboys Bucks up to $25 fully refunded if you use the promo code NFL 100 betonline.ag the fastest easiest way to get all of your sports action going use our promo code locked on over at our friends betonline.ag your online sportsbook experts oh yeah Vince Vaughn thanks you for saying on the line on the line I try to read it the way the companies want it yeah and it, it's including online's biggest and hey you know if Vince if Vince goes for it great <laughs> if not going to be upset at all <laughs> On our side. So thank you. Uh, this game is going to be very important for Kansas City. And I do want to really jump into something else a little bit. I know we need to talk about this game. But you sit here and you look at how different players, not players, different analysts are picking different things for this season. And it looks like Kansas City is no longer the darling of the AFC. And people are expecting the Buffalo Bills to win it. But the other thing that I find interesting is that they are expecting the Browns to be in contention for the playoffs longer than Kansas City. Yeah, I think that's uh, it's admirable. Um, <laughs> Optimistic. Clear my, throat, clear my throat, do my best Herman impersonation. That's why you play to win the games. Do that, and I think everything changes here in the next couple of weeks. I don't. I don't. I also think that the Bills are, are in a very good position. I don't think they're anywhere near being able to be counted on to complete that mission every single week. Right. Whereas I think folks are a little jaded about what the Kansas City Chiefs are able to do. Yeah, and I think the big question that I keep seeing out there is what happens if Tyree Killer Travis Kelsey goes down, and I guess I get it, but at the same time, if you take out a superstar from any team, you're going to ask questions as to how, as to how it's going to affect the team. Andy Reid seems to put his team in the right position to win, so I'm trusting that. Yeah. As Not to mention the offensive line. Yeah. That's so. 
I just want to see them work in unison. Now, honestly, if we were gonna if we we're gonna rate our favorite things going into this week, that would probably be minus. I want to see those five guys in real action, put it all together, like no holding back, no not trying to give away the next play or anything like that. Like I'm sure Andy has a couple of wrinkles for week one, right? That they've not been able to touch all preseason. Like, right. I want to see them work as a unit and just just move out what is a very formidable defensive line. Yeah, and I do think they have the ability to do that. So I'm looking forward to that as well. And I'm also looking forward to uh, Andy Reid switching it up this week and probably running more than you would expect because I do think that they're going to take into account this offensive line and try to use that to their advantage. And honestly, this is the time to do it because then if you do it this week, that sets the Ravens up for a question. Are they really going to run the ball as much as they did against the Browns? Mm-hmm. And then you have to get, and then they get their defense gets concerned about what's going, what are the Chiefs going to do? So I do think that it's always going to be a cat and mouse game. It's always going to be fun to watch. Yeah. And, and it shows how Andy can be the chess master, not just in the game that he's playing, but through the season and actually make those guys put them in the box, make sure that you're forcing them there. And I think a heavy dose of that early, we've seen him do things early in seasons before. Like a lot of the what was it the first year of those little pitch passes in the backfield where he ends up going away from them and maybe he cycles back later in the year maybe he doesn't but they force those defenses to pay attention to what they're doing and I agree with you I think fight a little fire with fire there and as long as the defense can get off to a decent start I think that the Chiefs can build out to a lead in this particular game and allow them to run the ball some yeah and if they're able to run the ball which that's the other thing that we really didn't talk about in there early going is that Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Damien, sorry, not Damien, Daryl Williams are expected to be ready to play this week. Andy Reid said those guys look good, so we would expect that those guys are going to be ready to play. Uh, we did say Tyron Matthew probably is going to be ready to play. I did see somebody else say that they think he could be ready to practice on Wednesday, so there's that as well. And Andy Reid also mentioned, and I hate having to talk about it, but Andy Reid also did mention that the team is close to 100% vaccinated. So to me, it sounds like they may have one guy, maybe two guys that are vaccinated on the team. So unless those guys are the guys that get COVID and we don't know who they are, uh, then you're probably not going to be missing players week to week unless it just so happens to be you know right before a game. Yeah, that's my thought as well. Um, that number's down dramatically from camp, you know, with the cutdowns, whatever the process was, or guys getting vaccinated. Uh, that gives you that clarity. And, and while Tyron isn't back yet, you have to think that aids him in, in return. So that said, I, I think that all that goes into, if you can keep the number of absences down for natural things like this Willie Gay injury that you're going to have to deal with anyway, you know, the, the teams that manage this the best, I think are going to have an advantage this season. Yeah, and I think that injuries are going to be something that this Chiefs team is going to have to deal with. Obviously, all teams do. The question is, is can you sustain injuries that you do have, and can you avoid the bigger injuries that have cost teams seasons before? Yeah. I don't like how you wiped your face as I said, as I said oh, that. that just, apologies. No, I'm just – I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I can understand why that would be a little concerning, but – you're making me paranoid now. Yeah, not at all where you're going with that. I understand. I'm just no. having fun. No, I honestly, what it comes down to is if you can avoid injuries to your core, your major core players, you're in a good position. Yeah, it's the position that you have to be in. I, Willie's a tough one, you know, especially after how good he looked in preseason. But I think they're going to be able to overcome that. 
but he's not a core player. That's also a key. Yeah. Core players. Okay. Name the core players on the Chiefs. Right now, it's going to be Mike Burton. You mean the special teams four core? No, I'm talking core players. Oh, like the foundational players. Yep. Sure. Jones, Tyron, Mahomes, and Kelsey. I mean, those are the top four. Hill. Adjacent. Okay. Frank Clark's not that. in there for you. No, for for me, the two and two on on offense and defense or would be those four. I would say that that Hill, Clark, um, probably Clyde, and then um, I don't know. I I have to find my tendency to put Legarius in that in that category because he's he's still so young, but he is their their top guy at that position. Mm-hmm. So I think that's important as well. But I would say Jared Marie is probably going to be somewhere near that this season as well. Yeah, your cornerstone guys, if you can keep them safe and, and not injured. Uh, and then you start getting into the offensive line, and they have so much more depth than they had last year, and I think that's going to play a huge key in this season. I think so. And it all goes for you know pulling everything together, as we've seen in the preseason, to get to a hole. That means that you need the parts to keep everything running on time and in the place that you need them. You can do that at rockauto.com. Not a brick-and-mortar store, a place that will save you 50 or even 100% versus those guys that have to hunt and peck for one make or model uh, and might have it in stock or might have to ship out for it. They're a family business, and they've been in this business for 20 years, and that makes them reliable. And Their prices are always low for everybody, whether you're a do-it-yourselfer or somebody that does the same thing during the day for other people that they do for themselves on the weekends. That's the nice thing is it doesn't matter what your role is, they will help you out. You can explore their website, make yourself a cart, and all you got to do is when you see that box that says, how did you hear about us, put in Locked On for us. That would help us. Make sure you check out rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, and all the parts your car or truck is ever going to need over at rockauto.com. Does this sound familiar? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the good stuff. Yeah, actually, that sounds pretty Pretty realistic for a lot of people, I would imagine. Well, I want to tell you about a simple way to get all that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called Direct TV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports, movies, and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part, there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with Direct TV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. Packages. That's what I want to talk about. Now, you you know that Tyron Matthews most likely to play, but he's in every personnel package. He's in every rotation that they could possibly use. And so the question for me becomes, is do you have a package you can put together if Tyron is unable to go and how many different variations of personal packages do you have to do in order to, to compensate for loss of one man, the man on this defense that gets pretty complex. No, it definitely does get complex. And I actually had a, a follower ask me this specific question earlier. How do you deal with a potential Tyron Matthew injury and him not being available? And I said, they asked if Legarius Sneed would move in and take his position. I said no because Sneed, they need Sneed at corner. I think they have to put Thornhill in that position. I think that they have to try to use him as much as they possibly can. But I also don't think that you have the ability to replace Tyron Matthew. You don't 
replace a guy like that. You try to adjust your defense and do what you can do with the guys you have and put them in the right positions. So you may not have one safety that can do five different positions, uh, but you put them in their positions that they're good at. And maybe you have to move and play linebackers out of, you know, more than you normally would, or put an extra corner on the field more than you normally would, or, you know, something different because you're probably not going to go to many three safety sets with Armani Watts on the field. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. And I will say this too. You're absolutely right that you can't replace retiring with with one person. I think right. Juan, Juan can do 90% of it, but he doesn't quite have the instinctual ability to know where the plays are going because of his experience level. That's that's a slight against Juan. It's just the case. For me, though, I would say this is I would play with the idea. You're you're absolutely right. I don't think you can weaken corner by moving Legereus out of there. Right. But I would take a stab, a guy that I think can play some of those intermediate roles. We've seen him do a lot of deep dives for high coverage as well. I'd give Rashad Fenton a look there and see if he can play that middle robber role, mm. especially for those type packages in the dime that I think he could be very successful at. Yeah, and I don't have a problem with him doing that. The problem that you're going to run into and that they could run into is if he's not prepared for it and it's not something that he's been ready and prepared for for a while, mm-hmm. all it takes is one blown coverage and you lose the game. Yeah, And, I mean, you put him in a high-pressure situation and he misses an assignment, it's going to cost you. And I get it. I mean, that's the you know that's what you deal with every game. So you have to hope that you can get off to a larger lead and not have to worry about it near as much. But I think that going into this season and going into this game specifically, Kansas City is going to have their packages that they specifically made for the Browns. They're going to have plans in place. And Andy Reid's obviously going to have his first first 15. But I also think he's going to have other things specifically that he wants to run a couple of different times and use different variations of those plays against the specific defense yeah. because he's been planning for it all off season. Yeah. And it, it makes it a little bit easier that they saw them in the playoffs since you have mm-hmm. a general idea of what their offense had evolved to the point where they got off the field and didn't have any more contests to play. Now new personnel brings new wrinkles in that new options of what you could do, but it still comes back to the fact that nobody knows what every coaching staff has come up with in the off season. But beyond that, you have an estimation of what you've seen before, and I think that puts the Chiefs in a pretty good spot. Yeah, and you also have a pretty good idea as to what their defense is going to look like, and I think that's the big thing. And the bigger thing that's going to be an advantage for Kansas City, in my opinion, at least early on, is no team is really going to have a good idea as to what this offensive line is going to be able to do Mm -hmm. until they put tape on and until they put the tape on. And honestly, the tape in the preseason really isn't going to tell the full story because they're running vanilla plays that, generally speaking, Kansas City's not going to run most of the time. So you'd have to think that until there's three or four weeks of actual games, defenses are going to be in a disadvantage for going against this offensive line and knowing tendencies. And that's huge. And everybody's tendency, you could say that, hey, you could study each player from where they were before. Well, three of them are rookies. And so you have one right. side of the line, and good luck. You can find whatever their tendencies are, but those two, and Tooney and Brown, are not going to give you enough on film to really go off. So I do feel that at the end of the day, 
it's got to be shifted over to the far side. So at that point, we're going to have Matt Derrick this week. We're going to have a lot going on. Uh, we will have a crossover. We'll get Jeff Lloyd into the studio as well. And we have our game preview where we let you know what we think needs to be done as we roll forward for the Cleveland Browns. Make sure you like, sub, and hit that bell notification on YouTube. Leave us your iTunes reviews. Uh, hopefully my camera doesn't do what yours just did, and we'll be back here real soon. Thank you guys for today. Have a great one, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.